Russell Prue. Hey guys, I'm Demi Lovato. I'm Jason Derulo. Hey, I'm Emily Goldie. You're listening to Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster for Bet 2020, powered by the Anderton Tiger Broadcasting Network. Russell Prue, bringing you all the news and chat from the show floor. Russell Prue, let's start the party. Banging tunes that hit the spot. Russell Prue, you're listening to Net Support Radio. Thanks, Al. That was absolutely brilliant. 18 minutes past three and live on the phone is Bob Harrison. Sir Bob, how the devil are you, sir? I'm, I'm good, Russell. I was just, just reflecting on I, I don't think I'm ever going to be Sir Bob or OB Bob, given given the stick I've given in the government over the years. Well, but, you can't uh, bite the hand that feeds you, really. It's a tricky business, <laughs> that one. But, you know, someone's... And, and, See my way, flying. I'm getting fed enough. But I was just, funnily enough, I was just reflecting. How many years have we been doing this thing? How many years? Of, well, the, how many years have you bet? Oh, you oh a bet. So, well, 36 officially because I did the first one in '85. But of course, 1984, we had one in a car park with just trestle tables. It wasn't called bet then. And people like Tony Parkin were there. Brian yeah, Richardson yeah. were there. It was a veritable who's who. Um, but of course that doesn't count so 36 officially we've been doing radio for the last five years that started with you and I'm ever so grateful for the opportunity you're welcome you you gave me initially at Toshiba because that started the process off and here we are uh, with 1800 listeners across the planet it is pretty good it is pretty good and lots of content as well it's good to have you credit 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 to you for your resilience over the years because it's not always been a smooth ride and as i know with toshiba because they no longer have a presence at bet because uh of course they sold out to sharp uh three or four years ago when i retired indeed you will the, the best days of our lives were had there i have to say i think i always like to think we were there at the peak we were there yeah. at the best bit and it's been it's been it's really I, I, you know in preparation for, for talking to you i was reflecting on I, i'm a junior only 21 years but i was reflecting on uh, the progress and where we've been. You remember the harnessing technology days and uh, uh, Diana Lorillard and the home access to technology with Jim Knight and the stuff that we've gone through and uh, the building skills for the future. They, they, they were the really high days, weren't they? You remember those? Absolutely. And of course, we had the um, the SSAT leading from the middle program, which I, I really enjoyed. That was really exciting. Um, we, you know, yeah, and, and Hannah, Hannah Jones, remember Hannah? Hannah, indeed. I was just searching for the name, and to get older, it becomes a little bit harder. Access yeah, time has gone up a bit. But... I know, I know. National College for School Leadership and the Building Schools for Future, oh. me, Stephen Heffel, you, Merlin John. Uh, I mean, if you think about that, that when we look back at that time, and I know it came to a very abrupt halt, but uh, just in terms of, uh, I mean, the DFE, yes, the DFE, uh, egg tech strategy, you know, good as it is, uh, if you think it, that they're spending 10 million on uh, these road shows and then the new hubs that are going to, the, uh, the demonstrator schools and everything like that. If you think the building skills for the future and Steve Moss, you remember Steve Moss? He was at the uh, agency that was helping run that. They had allocated 4.5 billion pounds just for the ICT in the Building Skills for the Future. The Building Skills for the Future was £45 billion project, and 10% of it was ring-fenced. And I, and I was thinking and reflecting back on all that, those were the, the you know, the, the highlight days, weren't they? You know, rebuilding all the new secondary schools. We had NACE, we had Bechter, 
we added everything like that. So I think in some respects, you you and I ought to be grateful because we've really seen the best of times, haven't we? I think we absolutely have. And if you search on the word pedagogy in the current document from the DFE, it's absent. So I think things were a whole lot different when we were doing it and we had a proper handle on things, I have to say. Well, but... I'm, glad you, I'm glad you raised that because it's one of the things... I mean, let, let's not forget... Uh, and there's, you know, we, there's no getting away from this. Uh, Dominic uh, would never forgive us if we didn't remember that VET is a trade show. Uh, uh, and it's an international trade show, worldwide international. I mean, you don't attract 100 ministers from uh, education ministers over the seas and, and you know, 30 to 40,000 people uh, unless it's a very successful trade show. And what we've, we've tried to do over the years is inject some... Uh, pedagogy and some educational thinking into the centre of that. But, it, but it's been difficult because at the end of the day, um, you know, people want to sell products and services. But I, I think you're right. I think if that was to be slightly critical, I mean, I'm, I'm pleased the DFE at least, and I'm grateful to Dominic, Dominic Hines, Damien Hines, for at least resurrecting Justin Greening's EdTech strategy stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I do think it's, it's still quite constrained and there's too much of a focus on products and services and less on pedagogy and people, you know. And, and, and the other thing that worries me about it slightly, I mean, I'm glad it's happening and uh, I've, I've seen the stuff about the demonstrator schools. In fact, there's a couple of schools that I'm involved with that I'm helping bid for the demonstrator schools and I hope they get it. And I think that's a great idea. But uh, I have to say, as the chair of school governors and the chair of college governors it's one thing going to the demonstrators and being inspired but it's another thing having to cope with the cuts in the budget and having the money then to to, to be able to buy some of the products and services you know so uh, there's, there's a bit of tension in there but at least at least we're still hanging in there, Russ. Indeed we are. I was just thinking all about the... Indeed we absolutely are. Uh, but you just, and again, whilst you were saying that, I was thinking, who's pulling the strings uh, for the minister right now? There seems to be, you know, occasionally particular ed tech firms get very close to the minister and are unable to steer the ship in a new direction. And I think that's what colleagues are just a little bit fed up with. And uh, we just need to be left alone to get on with it. Well, I think I think that, that's that's about right, and I think the focus there needs to be much more of a focus on the skills of the workforce, both in schools and colleges. In, in fairness to the College of Teaching and to the Education College of Teaching is obviously for schools, yes. and the Education and Training Foundation is for uh, the post sixteen sector. Yes. In fairness, they are they are doing you know there's some more online CPD and everything, and of course my own trust the ufi trust uh, that i'm a trustee of we, we're spending r- roughly four million pounds a year which is almost as much as what the dfe is spending on uh, uh projects that support the innovative use of technology in further and adult education and uh and in fact our most successful online course was for further education colleges although a lot of schools have used it which is called the essentials of blended learning and we've had over well almost a hundred thousand registrations and learners now so wow. i think i think there is there is a an you know a hunger out there amongst staff to be able to develop their confidence and competence and capabilities in the use of digital technology i think what they're short of if i'm honest is a bit more leadership and vision and a bit more uh support but hopefully these demonstrator schools 
uh, will be able to, you know, you know, provide a, a, a bit of push and momentum on that. I know they, they sound remarkably like the CLCs that they set up. <laughs> well, I think, Russ, to be fair, I mean, we're getting a bit old fartish now, aren't we? Because I think that there's, 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 a, there's a lot of what comes around we've already seen once before yep. under their new name. You remember, I, I, the first time I ever saw you present was you had the curriculum online. Uh, Lollipops. Uh, but, <laughs> exactly. And, and I remember seeing you at the time and being uh, mega impressed because you were talking about, uh, this was up in Scotland at the, uh, the, the, the Scotland... Uh, the set show, equi- yep. yep. Yeah, the, yeah, the set show. Uh, and you were talking about the, the, the fridges that can uh, signal back. How right you were at the time. Eh? I know, you know, I know. I know, I lost my job at RM over that, I have to say. I just... <laughs> well, and but, that wasn't uh, a bad thing, that's not a bad well, thing. That, there, there you go. You see, you, you mentioned another trade name there, RM. You know, it's there's so many over the years that we've got used to. At least, you know, at least uh, we were. We I think we did have the best of times, and at least we're hanging in there. I think going back to your pedagogy point, and, and I think you raised a really fundamental point. It, we we know, don't we? And you've heard me present many, many times. Throwing technology at schools and colleges will do no good whatsoever. And you really have to Google Los Angeles, Apple, iPad disaster to work out that that's, that's what happened. It is what, indeed. What, what does work, what does work is working with teachers, uh, helping them uh, and listening to other teachers and them listening to other teachers have tried things and what's worked and what's not worked. And that, that for me, has always been the greatest value add for BET. Uh, you know, the, the, the awards dinner last night, fantastic. Uh, the, sh- the, the show itself, the glitz, the big, the big players, you know, the Google, the Microsoft, the, the uh, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, all those fantastic things. But really, the heart of BET, and that's what I said in my SecEd article as a preview to BET, is the heart of BET is the knowledge exchange uh, that goes on between teachers in the coffee bars and in the, in the hotels afterwards and in the pubs and, you know, in the forums and everything. That, that's the real value for BET, for, for, as far as I'm concerned. No, absolutely. Couldn't agree more with you. And, and even from last night's awards, the, the folks that should have won and didn't win for all the wrong reasons are happy. They're happy yes. to have been on the platform, Bob. I've never seen that before. They're just happy and satisfied to have been a finalist, although, in my opinion, they should have won. A couple of categories that happened in last night. Well, it's, I have to say, as a judge, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a judge for the BET Awards, I'm a judge for the TES Awards, I'm a judge for Learning Reimagined. Judging is tricky, and, uh, you know, when it gets down to the final six or anything like that, in fact, funnily enough, Russ, it was only last Friday, we uh, the TES FE Awards had the judging panel. And uh, once you get down to your shortlist, Sometimes it's very, very fine margins in what, what decides who wins uh, and who comes second and everything like that. And to be honest, if they get shortlisted, uh, uh, then that in itself is a massive bonus because, you know, we, the entries, you know, you can get 50 or 60 entries and you've got to shortlist it down to six. Uh, so it, it, it is difficult and often it's very fine margins. But, uh, you know, like you say, it's something to be celebrated that, that at least they've got shortlisted and they're up there, you yeah. know. And I've, I have underestimated how pleased they are. Two, I had guests yesterday from the Impact Award. Unfortunately, Feezy School didn't win. Um, in my opinion, they should have done. 
Um, right. But this is not the place for that. And, uh, and you look at the videos and you think, how on earth did that guy win with that yeah. submission? It's not as... But still, you know, judge's decision is final, as they say. Now, later on in the show, I've got Pete Henshaw. He speaks very highly of you, I have to say. The editor Does of he? SEC, Ed, yeah, he liked you. He was, he was tickled pink, I have to say, um, uh, that you were on the show as well. I said, oh, well, I was the boss as well. See how that goes. Um, yeah, yeah. He gave me a really, really good interview. I'm absolutely blown away with his educational understanding. I've had other editors from other magazines on the shows um, yesterday who were reading their answers from a script. Awesome. You're joking. No, no, I can't tell you. What are you doing editing a magazine? Anyway, uh, so we don't speak to them for very long. But well, well, just just uh, just a point about Pete. I mean, I, I've written for, I started writing for Seked uh, probably about eight or ten years ago when he first started, you know. And, and, I, and you know me, I've, I've always been very keen to help uh, people who want to help themselves, uh, you know, and startups and things like that. So, you know, I've written for Pete, particularly about education technology. I, I wrote uh, extensively for him when the national curriculum, uh, the ICT curriculum was being reformed. And, and my, what I'm always pleased about with Pete is an editor uh, that will not allow, he doesn't allow puff pieces. What he'll do is you know, I mean, I'm, you know my writing. It's fairly critical of government policy, and, and I'm still very critical of the process of the reform of the national curriculum, although it, it has given me one of the highlights of my career, Russ, which is that I can now have on my headstone that I was sacked by Dominic Cummings. And uh, I, I, I think, I think that, that uh, along with one or two other things will really go down well with my grandchildren. We should have uh, a competition to write the headstone wording. I, 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 really, I only told him to, and then dot, dot, dot. Yeah, well, I, 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 I got sacked, as did my 20 other, the other 20 teachers that were on my advisory group, because, because we publicly opposed uh, the way that computer scientists were dominating the reform of the national curriculum. We said it had ended in disaster. Uh, and now, a hundred million pounds later, uh, investments in you know the BSS, BCS. I mean, th- things have got better a little bit, but actually, there are fewer pupils taking G- IT qualifications. There are fewer girls taking IT qualifications, yeah. and despite all that money, we're actually in a worse position than we were, yeah. you know, five years ago. Mister, and because we were publicly critical of that, and of course, this is Cummings-esque, isn't it? Indeed, you, you know. You, you you either go with the official line or you're gone. And I'm pleased to say I was gone. So there you go. Well, never mind. So uh, where am I speaking to you from? I, I have this vision you're on a deck chair somewhere in the Algarve. No, uh, no, 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 no. I'm I'm at home. Uh, I, I, I chose this year. I, I, it's been 20, I haven't missed one for 21 years. But you know what? I just thought I, I'm going to follow it on social media. I'm going to listen to Russell Prude radio. I'm going to talk to the people on Twitter, uh, and uh, I'm going to just step back for a year. I mean, I'm, I'm 70 this year, and, it, you know, it, Tony Parkin will tell you uh, it's all very well you're shooting down to Beck and getting six o'clock trains and living in hotels, but, you know, you do get to a point where you think, you know what, I'm, I'm going to have a break this year, so I'm really pleased I've had a break. I've missed the people, uh, but I've been participating, as I say, I was a Beck yeah. judge, 
and I'm following it on social media. How, how is the show this year? It's really good. And I have to say, just before we move on to that topic, it's a cracking article, um, uh, Bob. It's really good. I think it's one of your most finest of pieces. I really enjoyed the read. It's got the practical advice. You know, don't believe the hype. There's a good song about that as well. Don't believe the hype. Yeah. Don't believe the hype. Ask these questions. And if someone yeah. says this, then you move on because it ain't true. And I, yeah. I love the straight-talking element of you. It's refreshing. It's a brilliant piece. So thank you so much indeed for that. Um, it was a challenge. I'm very pleased to have been consulted by the bet organisers several times during the year as to um, as we kind of uh, had to sell our soul to become the official broadcaster. That wasn't an easy uh, route at all. But they consulted widely and they spoke to lots of folk and uh, both Al and I contributed to the conversation and we kind of we highlighted the problem between moving folk across the hallway and yeah, that, that yeah. visitors would not stand for a bottleneck and a queue of no. 15 minutes while they need to be rescanned. So they've solved that, and you're scanned as you come into the hall at both ends. The whole of the building has been mm. turned into a bet venue, so you are scanned if you've got a badge, and then you can move freely oh, between the two. They listened, they acted, and they solved the problem. Um, the corridors are wider, so it doesn't good. feel as busy, but it feels good. less pressured. You and I will good. remember, it does a f- a often on occasions feel a bit like the first day of the Harrod sale, and there's a yeah, sudden yeah. rush, and people can't get out of that torrent of, of flow of folk they can't go oh because they're carried away with it and we've seen Absolutely. that years. there's none of that although it has been busier today i like how it. about uh, how about the um, the balance of i mean one of the things that struck me over the years as i've presented at uh, various bets on various stands and in the main arena uh, and last year i hosted the uh, post 16 theater uh, and what struck me over the years is the rise of the international delegates and, uh, you know, when, when, I, when we first started, I, I would probably say the international audience for about 5%. I think the last time I spoke in the main theatre and I asked the audience, it was probably nearer 40% were from Scandinavia, you know, all, all over the world. What's, what's it like this year? Less so for me. They either haven't, because they've zoned it, and I was just coming on to that, they've zoned it. So they've grouped like with like. We've got six zones this year. We've got a learning and teaching, a tech zone, an equipment zone, a global zone, a management solution zone, which is the zone I'm in. So I find okay. my, my, my broadcast radio competitors are elsewhere because they've been aligned with their own zone. So I'm interestingly in a different space here. And of course, you've got okay. the education show. Uh, and that's grouping like with like. The punters love it. I haven't spoken okay. to a visitor who hasn't liked it. Tony Parkin, the good doctor, he likes yeah. it. But standing opposite your competitors, the exhibitors do not like it. That is awkward it is difficult it is tense i mean there's no animosity i mean it's the 21st century for goodness sake we don't have enough time for that but you know it is tricky and i can see some folks being poached (laughs) i feel some job applications because of course your competitors are now watching you perform on your stand again wow we we perhaps could do with that guy so there might be some movement in companies in the next few months i can see that and that might prove difficult but if the customers are happy then well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this: What? What? One of the things that's uh, caused me some anxiety over the years is uh, the the growth in, of the uh, overseas, uh, the United Arab Emirates and uh, Qatar and uh, various other things that are, are using bet not necessarily to demonstrate and um, uh, uh, try and promote yep. use of technology, but using it as a as a, yep. a, a recruiting Absolutely. stand. Absolutely. What, what, what's that been like this they year? They are here, but they don't have the 
<laughs> that stands the size of the Taj Mahal. They don't have that here. They have smaller. Um, there are less stands in the areas that I've seen so far that have come from other countries that don't necessarily understand what we're doing or, or can s- spell words that our, um, our visitors here need to be seen spelt correctly. So um, there's very little of that now. I think this is there's also a modicum of restraint. So there's no over glitzy stands, which I'm very pleased, very pleased, and you would be too. So there, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. evidence that folk have overcooked their pudding on the stands, well, which is good. I, th- I think I think you, you, you raise another point there, which is over the years, and you know, listening to other eggs. I mean, I know how much Toshiba used to spend. Uh, I mean, the total cost. If you put the total cost of being at Bet. It was into the hundreds of thousands of pounds by the time you'd pay for accommodation and the stand and et cetera, et cetera. And, and I know there's been a trend over the years. And, and I, like you, have given vet feedback. They, they always usually consult with me and say, and I gave the feedback about the international stands and the international and the queues, just like you have done to try and improve it. Uh, but I, I have been conscious recently of, uh, you know, small exhibitors feeling the pinch, you know, and really, you know, only the the ones with the big pockets have been able to afford the stands. And that that's a concern to me because I always, I've always found one of the best bits of bet is, the, you know, the small, the startups, the, the new developments and everything like that. But I'm, I, is that got any less, are there any more you know, is it still very difficult for small companies to? It is still stands? very difficult, Bob. There are no when they ban two by two meter stands, it changed. The landscape changed forever. Then um, it is beyond the capability of a small startup uh, unless they align themselves temporarily as i have done and others could mm. do as well so i think mm. it's about building those relations those stepping mm. stone relationships there mm. is a bet futures area it's still yeah. expensive to get in there yeah i'm, I'm pleased nace have, have, have hung yes. in there i'm re- yes. steve must steve must have done a good job keeping the brand name going and they're showing some signs of of, of resurrection but uh, uh, but but it's difficult it's difficult for, you know, you, you think about going back again, Russ, about all those community organisations that we knew, NACE was one, there was others. Uh, it's been difficult for them to survive given, um, I mean, it's only in the last two, 18 months since Justin Green and Damien Hines resurrected the whole ed tech thing. Because, of course, you know, we, we've had the blockage of Nick Gibb who yes, uh, yes. Has, has, has not really been as enthusiastic about technology as he possibly could have been. And so we, we had six to seven years, maybe eight years, where, you know, things were, had slipped backwards. And I think, you know, my when the DFE Ed Tech strategy came out, you know, I, I was so disappointed because, of course, uh, Morgan, Nicky Morgan, who took over from uh, Michael Gove, uh, had the e-tag strategy, which Stephen Heppel, myself, and a number of other people worked on, and that was so ambitious, and 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 it, it was so disappointing when the the DFE edtech strategy came out. But we are where we are. We have to work with what we've got. Uh, I sense schools are, are still uh, very keen to to get effective use of technology and colleges. And in fact, next week I'm doing a, a whole staff development day for Reese's College up here in the northwest of land-based college. So I think, you know, we've been around a long time. Uh, We've seen things come and go and come back again and go and come back again and go. Uh, But uh, we're still here, us. 
Indeed we are. And that's testament to our staying power. Nothing else, I can tell you. Our resilience. Bob, it's been an absolute blast talking with you. Thank you. No holds bar conversations. What I expected and it's what you gave us. Thank you so much for being part of our show. I'll see you next year. Hey. And hopefully in between. Hopefully in between. Who knows? All right, mate. You take care. Take care. Thank you so much indeed. Amazing. Amazing. Let's Port Radio, broadcasting live every day from 3pm. Powered by Anderton Tiger, the official broadcaster of Bet 2020. Oh my goodness, I'm going to need to lie down after that. My God. Bob, thank you so much indeed. You're such good value for money. Net support, the driving force behind School IT Solutions.